Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sardellas Podcast Good Mama and Dada Gracias, Ariela. Familia. We have a shocking question for you. Yeah, it's definitely not the question that you probably want to hear right now, but it's justo y necesario. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to answer this question, but I'm glad we already did. Yes. And the question is, do you know what's going to happen to your children and your money and your assets and property the day you die? Qué fuerte. Mm -hmm. Did you know that a judge could end up taking control over your kids mm -mm. and deciding what happens to them and your property and your money if you don't situate things now? We want to talk to you about this and much more coming up next. When you're a Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card member, your favorite meal in another city is just an online booking away. Así que conocerás dónde se consigue el mejor pan dulce to have with your morning cafecito en L.A. Where's the best pupusería in the Bay? ¿Y dónde encontrar la salsa verde más rica en San Antonio? Because you're the travel foodie. The Delta Sky Miles Reserve American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know reserve. Before we continue, I'd like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Edgar, known on the radio as Shaboy, and this is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola, hola. And on the line, we have our good friend, la abogada, Dorian Lopez. Dorian, bienvenida. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So happy such, to be here. Such an exciting podcast where we're asking our listeners, do you know what's going to happen to your kids if you were to die? That's crazy. And as Latinos, let's be honest, no nos gusta hablar del día que anybody in our family is going to die, especially not us. Exactly. It's awkward. We don't like to think about this. Sometimes when you try to talk to your parents about this, they think it's like, como que le estás echando la sal. If you talk to them like, oh, you're going to jinx me. Now I'm going to die because you asked me about <laughs> me dying and if things are situated. But so many familias, unfortunately, and we've all experienced this. Un abuelito, una abuelita se muere. Next thing you know, your tíos and tías are fighting over some land or some cows or la chivas casita. or la casa <laughs> or dinero. Family split up because of this. Family feuds. All kinds color. of crazy things, you know? Mm -hmm. And we're yeah. just so grateful, Dorian, that we got to meet you and you've been able to help us do our estate planning. That's amazing. We met her and she is so down to earth. Dorian, you're so down to earth. She's legit, guys. We went to her offices. Y es yeah. buenísima onda, bilingüe, you know, like speak Spanish and English. And she knows it all. And it sounds complicated, <laughs> right? And it sounds like it's something for like, quote unquote, rich people. Estate planning. Yeah. But no, we are not rich. We are very blessed, thank God. But if you got children, you are rich as well. Rich yes. in headaches and problems. No, just kidding. <laughs> but this is true, Familia. Dorian, we spoke to you about this. You asked us this question and we had to answer. You know, 
if Jenna and I, one day when we both pass away and our daughters are still underage, God forbid, mm -hmm. you know, who do we want caring for them? Yeah. Do we have like our home that we currently live in? Like, is it going to go to them or not? Like any money we have in our savings account? Any of that stuff. And it's so important because otherwise a judge will decide what happens to your kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I don't want a judge or the system to decide what happens to our daughters. Exactly. And, you know, before we hear a little bit about you, Dorian, it's so intimidating to hear about lawyers, abogados and, you know, prepping all this paperwork. But the moment Edgar said, babe, I found and I met this amazing lawyer and they do this thing for the kids, you know, in case something happened to us, I was like, let's do it. Because, you know, when you become a parent, everything changes your perspective about life and finances. And honestly, that was the main reason why I was like, let's do this. Yeah. Because the day that I die, hopefully not soon, but I don't want to think that, you know, my girls are going to the government to foster care or who knows where. Right. And that was the biggest reason why I was so for it. And then yeah. I started discovering and finding out more things about what's, you know, it's a great benefit for us to know and yeah. keep papers and everything in line. So thank you for that. Down to the line of even like how we want our funerals to be done. <laughs> Sorry that I'm laughing. It's just that you were very specific. <laughs> Why? Que quieres fiesta. Que I quieres do. worship music. <laughs> Quiero que todos vayan de blanco like a cult. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. <laughs> y que la gente cuente historias chistosas. That's why I was laughing. Like anecdotas or funny experiences they had with me. And worship live music. And, and I want it to be a celebration of life. Anyways, yes. enough about us. So, Dorian, <laughs> let's dive yes. into how you can help our listeners. And by the way, guys, this is not a commercial. No. We are not getting paid for this. We just believe that in nuestra comunidad latina, we don't talk about these things enough. And unfortunately, when tragedy does hit, nobody's prepared. And then we leave our family members to deal with all this drama, difficult decisions to make about even if you were to end up in the hospital with a coma. Do you want people to leave you on life support for how long? All these questions, you know? Yeah. So Dorian, just take us from A through Z how do you help our listeners? What questions do you help them answer and why it's so important? Yes, as yes, uh, Edgar, uh, you have described it so perfectly, right? Um, estate planning is not just for rich people. Uh, in Espanol se llama plan patrimonial. Uh, other people know it as trust, wills, fideicomiso, testamento. All of these different words are accurate and they're documents that make up or comprise your entire estate plan. And like you said, no tienes que ser rico para tener que tener un plan patrimonial. Every person, todos los mayores de 18 años, okay? If you're 18 or over, you need some type of estate plan. Where you are in your life, whether you own a home, whether you have kids, maybe you don't have those things yet, will determine what kind of plan you need. Okay, so for example, el plan básico, the basic, basic plan that no matter what your asset value is, let's say you don't have any assets, okay? Uh, you're 18, you're maybe studying, uh, you have maybe a few hundred dollars in your name, right? Yeah. If something happens to you, okay, let's say, I don't know, you're in a car accident, okay? It's, it's, it's not something we want to think about. It's not yeah. something we like to talk about. But it happens, right? If you're yes. 18, chances are you're driving. Uh, and so you are exposing yourself to accidents happening, okay? Forget about accidents. What about uh, illness? We learned with COVID, right, um, in the last few yep. years that 
I mean, yes, it definitely targeted uh, certain groups of people, but I mean, we also saw people of all ages being affected by it, right? So yes. estos documentos básicos son importantísimos because if something happens to us and we cannot speak for ourselves, estamos descapacitados por alguna razón, aunque sea temporal, these documents, which are known as the power of attorney, mm. uh, el poder de abogado, uh, the Advanced Healthcare Directive, El Directivo de Salud. These documents allow you to choose someone who will be your agent, who will be able to speak on your behalf. Alguien que va a poder hablar por ti. And if you don't do this, okay, what's going to happen or what could happen would, would be basically your family, right? Or, or whoever is going to step up to take care of you, la persona que lo va a cuidar, sí. would have to go to court and request to be your conservator. Wow. And that's going to waste a lot of time, a lot of money. It's yep. pretty confusing paperwork. Entonces, estos documentos se hacen para evitar el dolor de cabeza, la pérdida de tiempo en la corte, pérdida de dinero. And it allows us to maintain control, right? Yes. We get to decide who is going to be our agent. Now, if you have a kid, si, si tienes hijos, es importantísimo, si son menores, eh, hacer una declaración de guardián. Declaration mm. of guardian. That's what comes in a plan if you have minor children. That's what we did, right? Yes, yep. we did that process. I love that. And uh, we left our primos Raúl and Lupita. Calling them out now. Yeah, we had a very deep conversation. <laughs> They're the padrina of our both of our daughters. Yeah, These yeah. are your kids. These are your kids, and that's why it's so important for you yeah. to... I'm sorry to be direct, but we got to get over our fear of mm -hmm. death. Yes. Okay? We got to get happen. over... Right. And, and we want to make these choices because we want to be empowered, right? Yo, yo le digo a la gente, tienen dos opciones. Pueden preplanear o planear durante el crisis, right? right? And in my experience, and if anyone out there knows anyone who's gone through probate, okay, probate court, then you know pre-planning yeah. is the way to go, you yes. know. Absolutely. You can make important decisions when you're not stressed out and when someone's not sick or you just got over a, the grief of someone in your family dying, right? These are yeah. hard things that we go through in life. Absolutely. Why make them more difficult? Yes, Dorian. And also what you helped me do is I was able to get power of attorney uh, for my mom as well, who has a terminal illness. And that way I can speak to doctors freely for her. Um, in regards to medical stuff, you know, they won't release information to you. So I would always have to get my mom on the phone, get mm -hmm. her approval that I get to talk for her because she doesn't speak English or understand it very well. So I'm the one speaking for her. And now with power of attorney, and I know a lot of you speak for your parents and are your parents advocate with their illnesses as well. Equal el power of attorney that Dorian helped us get, I can freely do that with no problem. Um, and speak to any doctor or any institution on her behalf. Without having her on the phone yes. or having to get her on. And stressing yeah. her out and getting yeah. her more worried with all this paperwork and things of that sort. So All of this has been such peace of mind. Thank yeah. you, Dorian. Yes. We're so blessed to have you and this knowledge. Thank We're you. all set. We're all set. And uh, for you, if you want to reach out to Dorian, please do so. Uh, her Instagram account is at D, as in Dorian, Lopez Law. D Lopez Law, or you can go to her website, dlopezlaw.com. Lopez with a Z. Yeah, with the Z. dlopezlaw.com. Dorian, I also want to know, 
because you have a very inspirational story. So coming up next, we'd like to hear more about your personal journey. You know, what's been the biggest barrier for you? And I know you've been through so many challenging things, but you have such an inspirational story as a woman. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. And as a Latina, how you became a lawyer. And es una humble fregona. Sí, la neta sí, güey. <laughs> and has an absolutely amazing story. So coming up next, I would love for you to not only, you know, you already educated us, so I would love for you to now inspire us. Yes. If it's okay with you. Yes, absolutely. Coming up next. Dorian, tell us a little bit about, you know, where you came from, donde te criaste, and what would you say has been the biggest barrier that you went through in life to reach the success that you have reached today, being a Latina, reaching this level of, of joy and success, and you're a mother as well. Mm -hmm. You're blessed. You really are. And I know your story has inspired Janet and I, and I would yes. love for you to inspire our listeners as well that maybe are going through similar situations. Wow. So where do I begin now? <laughs> Um, I think if I could answer your question in the sort of briefest way possible, I would say lo más, más importante para mí que mis abuelos que vienen de México, my, my grandparents came from Mexico City and uh, they always instilled in me. And for me, they were like my parents, right? Because my mother had me at a very young age. She was in high school when I was born and my dad was even younger than her. Uh, and he actually bounced out and wow. my mom raised me by myself. And so I'm from, uh, technically I was born in Stockton. Um, I was only there for like six weeks. <laughs> Se tuvieron que esca escapar para, para que yo naciera. Wow. And then they came back to Los Angeles and, and my grandparents helped raise me. And so Siempre, siempre mi abuelo, que era muy trabajador, que vivía con una este, discapacidad física, wow. igual trabajaba muy fuerte todos los días, igual mi abuela, muy, muy trabajadores, siempre me dijeron, go to school, get an education. My mom, despite being a single mother, uh, you know, working basically as a secretary for many years before she decided to get her GED and become a police officer for Los Angeles. Um, you know, she was barely making any money, not getting mm -hmm. any help, you know, from my dad, but she knew that an education was important. And right. so she, she put me through private school. I don't know how, I don't know how she did it, uh, by herself. And I went to the same school from preschool all the way to eighth grade. I was really blessed. You know, I, I ended up getting into a relationship at a young age that turned into an abusive relationship. And that was a very big challenge for me because I was still going to school uh, part time and and working full time and, um, you know, going through that, which was not easy. Um, but I never stopped, even if, you know. I missed a final exam because I had a black eye and I didn't want anyone oh to gosh. see it. I kept going and I kept going and it took me 
It's kind of embarrassing to say, but about seven years to finish my bachelor's degree. No, no, not embarrassing at all. <laughs> Lo importante es que terminaste, girl. Congrats. Yes. Yes, I studied political science and, and I was able to get out of that relationship uh, after only a few years. Uh, and uh, several years later, I had my son and, um, you know, he was there for my college graduation and he walked the stage with me for my law school graduation. Aww. And uh, it was it was challenging, but I I did it I did it part time, and it took a while. It wasn't the same path that everyone takes. It was my own path, but I never gave up, and I always knew. Yo siempre sabía pase lo que pase, yo voy a recibirme de abogada. Decía eso desde uh, muy joven porque yo siempre tenía el deseo de ayudar a la gente. Um, yes, and and now that, that I'm here and I'm doing that. It's awesome. I, I love yeah. I love helping people. I love talking to them about this stuff because this is not the stuff that they teach us in school. No, we don't. Um, we don't want to talk about it in our families. We you know, we don't get this taught in school as well. And just going back to your story, Dorian, and thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable about it. What do you think finally motivated you and helped you build up the courage? to leave your ex knowing that you're going to become a single mom, but you were suffering, you know, in this abusive relationship. What do you think helped you and encouraged you? Because maybe there's somebody listening to us right now that is going through something similar and they're looking for that courage and that motivation to say, I can do it without him or her, whoever the abusive person is, because a lot of times we feel like we can't do it or we're dependent on that person. And you are showing otherwise you are now not dependent on any man. Gracias a Dios, you found love again. And we met your husband, who's absolutely amazing. And he adores you. Um, so, you know, there is hope and there is light at the end of the tunnel. But what motivated you to get out? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, now being in this field, I, I actually do a lot of volunteer work uh, advocating for domestic violence survivors. The average t uh, amount of times that it takes for somebody to leave an abusive relationship is actually seven times, right? And so that's a really um, common question. What was it that finally was enough for you to say that's it? And for me, it was a combination of things, right? Um, I had left a couple times already, and we di I did go back, as many people do. And when we were, you know, trying again, we were no longer living by ourselves. We were now renting a room. Estábamos rentando un cuarto de un familiar de él. And, you know, there was a lot of people, maybe 10, 11 people living in this house. Mm. And in the middle of the night, when I was tired, I, you know, I, I didn't want to perform wife duties or, you know, we'll call it that. Uh, I was dragged to the living room mm. and uh, pinned down on the couch and choked. And I had a thought in that moment, this guy is going to kill me. And, and there was something about the fact that he did it in a house filled with people that were literally 10 feet away and that could hear this at any moment, the fact that he still did it and didn't care, it, it, that was what clicked for me. And the realization that, oh, oh, I, I'll die if I stay. That realization, coupled with the fact that decidí amarme a mí más, mm. right? Um, mm. Because I think a lot of times we love so much and we 
We want to forgive. We want to give the benefit of the doubt. Queremos creer lo que nos dicen, no? I'm going to change. Right. Perdóname. They no lloran. Otra vez. They lloran. Exactly. They, they flip it to where it's like they are the victim in this whole thing, right? Yep, yep. That's a whole nother, you know, discussion. We could talk about gaslighting and things like that. So there's the psychological abuse that happens mm. is even more challenging to navigate and to heal from than the physical abuse. And so, you know, I think, like I said, a combination of just me having more real, the more older I got, I was pretty young, you know, I was 17, 18, 19, 20 going through this. And so you, as each year goes by, your brain starts to develop a little bit more. And, and you, you know, after it happens so many times, you, you realize, okay, wait, it's just getting worse. It's not getting better. It's different for everybody. You can't, you can't answer everybody who's in that situation. They have to discover that answer for themselves. What is it going to take for me to leave? And the great thing is, you know, Now, this happened to me when I was younger, right? We're talking about pff, over 20 years ago. Ahora hay tantos recursos disponibles para ayudar a la gente que if someone was in my shoes, I would tell them, here's this number, call the National DV hotline. You know, they can help you figure out a safety plan, how to get out. Just even knowing what the definition of abuse was, right? right. Sometimes we grow up in, in our culture and in our families, it's... Some of these things are normalized and we just right. learn to accept it. But then we have to kind of grow a little bit and realize, hey, yeah. we can be better, you know? And be able to break some generational chains sometimes and curses that we saw with our parents, right? And abuelitos y abuelitas, etc. Entonces, uh, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry you went through that, Dorian. I know how difficult it is to potentially even relive traumatizing situations like that, but... Thank you for being open to share that and hopefully motivate and inspire anybody that's going through something like this. We do have the National Domestic Violence Hotline number here that I'm going to share with you. It's 800-799-7233. Once again, that's 800-799-7233. The beautiful thing about this, Dorian, is that there is hope. You're way better without him. And you have encountered love again. But the first love that you had to re-encounter was, like you said, loving yourself. And now yes. because you love yourself and you know what you deserve and the type of respect and admiration that you deserve from your partner, you were able to find your now husband, who I see in you guys. There's so much love between y'all. And uh, thank you again for sharing your story and inspiring not just Janet and I, but also our listeners. Yes, thank you guys for this podcast and for this platform where you are educating the community and, and getting this information out there. That's really awesome. And you guys are amazing. Uh, you, you guys uh, really, uh, truly, we were so uh, delighted to meet you. Thank you so much, Dorian. Uh, can you please leave us with your phone number as well for anybody that lives in the state of California that needs help with this, for them to reach out to you, por favor. Yes, absolutely. So my phone number is area code 619-377-7911. And uh, as Edgar said earlier, you can always reach me through my website, dlopezlaw.com. Uh, you can email me, message me on social media. I'm very accessible. Las consultas son completamente gratis. I'm not like a lot of other attorneys. I, I don't charge you for every minute of my time. <laughs> 
a lot of people tell me I should, but you know what? Like I said, I became a lawyer to help people. Yes. So that's what I what I do. Yes, it's um, very reasonable so yeah. what you charge. And I am glad that the consulta is gratis because for many of you that just still have questions, it's okay. You can reach out to Dorian. And even if you're from out of state, um, you know, obviously Dorian can only practice in California, but we have listeners from across the nation. Dorian, is it okay if they still reach out to you and just ask you a few questions? Because, I mean, I know the laws are a little bit different, but estate planning exists in every state. Absolutely. Sure. I can definitely have a conversation with you and uh, potentially guide you to one or more attorneys in your area. I have access to a data nationwide database of estate Perfect. planning attorneys. Yeah. So um, definitely feel free to reach out even if you're in a different state. Aquí el punto es ayudarte. So thank you so much, Dorian. Appreciate you uh, being on with us and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you for everything you're doing. Hasta luego, igualmente. Thank you, family, for hanging out with Los Otelos and our friend Dorian. Please remember to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you want to hang out with us on social media, look us up with the hashtag Los Sotelos. That's the easiest way to find us. Los queremos mucho. Echenle ganas. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. Órale, ánimo. Thanks for listening to Hanging With Los Sotelos Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-in Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.